Recapping the series against the Pirates and previewing the series with the Red Sox. Yes, the Yankees and Red Sox are finally playing for the first time since opening weekend, which is really strange. We'll look at the pitching and batting matchups and more all next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. We're almost at 1,300 subscribers, which is pretty cool. Also, hit the like button and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device in the car, or if you have one in your house like I do, tell it to play podcast, Locked on Yankees. So, the Yankees beat the crap (laughs) out of the Pirates last night, which is what they probably should have done on Tuesday. Um, Tuesday was a lot of bad luck. I'm talking about Tuesday today because I could not do a show yesterday. I was fighting a migraine Still have remnants of it. Having this light shining in my face while I'm doing the YouTube video is not helping me at all, but I love you all and I needed to get a show out today. So here I am. Tuesday was a lot of bad luck. There were a few balls that could have been hits, could have fallen as hits. You know, Donaldson's foul ball, it was close to being a home run. And it was just, it was one of those nights for the Yankees. And so they lost to the Pirates that one game. And then last night... Actually, last night didn't look great either for the first few innings. And then all of a sudden, the Yankees' offense woke the hell up. And they put a beat down, is that what people say, on the Pirates? Um, My goodness. They didn't start scoring until the fifth, right? It was the first four innings were 0-0. And then... You know, two runs in the fifth, okay. Two more in the sixth, cool. One in the seventh, nice. Five nothing. And then all hell broke loose. Now, the one fun fact about last night, and I was wondering this when it happened, because Aaron Judge hit a grand slam for his 30th home run of the season, because that's the kind of season he's having. And then Aaron Hicks hit a grand slam. And I wondered how many times... A guy named Aaron and another guy named Aaron have hit grand slams in the same game. But let's add to it. They're managed by a guy named Aaron. And it's the first time in baseball history that two guys named Aaron hit a grand slam in the same game managed by a guy named Aaron. So, yeah, the Yankees are doing a lot of interesting things in 2022, and that's definitely one of them. Now, the one thing that's going to be overlooked by people just because the Yankees scored 16 runs, you know, got 22 hits. I think that was their biggest hit total since that, uh, oh, that game in 2011 against, I think it was the A's, right? The day before my birthday, August 25th, 2011, where they scored a lot in that game. I believe that's what it was. Um, So this is the first time they had that many hits in a game. Severino. Actually, not just Severino, the entire pitching staff last night. Severino pitched 
Six scoreless innings, only gave up four hits, didn't walk anyone, struck out three. And then Wandy Peralta, Aroldis Chapman, and Albert Abreu came in and pitched three innings, one each, no hits between the three of them. Let me see if I can do math. Five strikeouts ah, and one walk. So, yeah, the Yankees pitchers combined nine innings, four hits, one walk, seven strikeouts. That'd be a pretty good complete game for one person. So, yeah. Now, as for the Pirates, did anyone else feel bad that Aaron Judge hit his grand slam off Manny Banuelos? I did. I don't think I'm the only person who felt bad about that. I felt bad about that. So Keller, the starter, went six innings, gave up four runs on ten hits. He gave up two home runs. Beatty gave up one home run. Banuelos gave up a home run. Stratton did not give up a home run. And then Van Meter, who's a position player, gave up the grand slam to Hicks. And yeah, so <laughs> let's go through the home runs. Because at first, before the grand slam, Donaldson hit a home run. And he's been needing one. That puts him up to seven. Gallo hit a home run. He's up to 10, so he's in double digits. And Higashioka hit a home run. So that was in the 6th, the 6th, and the 7th. And then Judge hit his grand slam in the 8th. Hicks hit his grand slam in the 9th off Van Meter. And then Stanton hit a regular run-of-the-mill 21st home run <laughs> against Van Meter. Uh, Donaldson and Gallo went back-to-back, -back, by the way. Um, and that's the 12th time the Yankees have gone back-to-back -back this year. And yeah, they were, uh, whew, that was, that was something. If I know people who went to both games, they had a much better time at last night's game than they had at Tuesday night's game. The Yankees were seven for 18 with runners in scoring position. They still left 12 on base because there were a couple times they left the bases loaded. And, uh, yeah. Um, what was the other big thing? Oh, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. He was four for six. Did not have an RBI, though, because of his position in uh, the lineup. But he uh, was part of the scoring because he scored three times. And everyone scored at least once. And what is the other fun number? They still struck out ten times. So, yeah, it was quite a game for the Yankees. Just very strange. Again, like the, those first four innings were... You're just thinking, oh boy, is this carryover from the night before? But as I said, on Tuesday night, it was a lot of bad luck that happened on Tuesday night. They weren't looking completely horrible at the plate. You know, what are you going to do? That's the kind of thing that happens sometimes. You know, I, in my post-game video on Tuesday, was a little hard on the Yankees just because I was not feeling well. And uh, seeing them lose to... The Pirates was kind of annoying, um, but it happens. I think I said this on a show last week, or maybe I tweeted it. See, I don't even remember. But the 1998 Yankees lost, they went five and six against Anaheim? What was it again? It was something like they had a losing season series against the Anaheim Angels in 98. It was the only team they'd had a losing series against. Um there's always like that kind of a team that does that to the team that's doing really well. Um, but yeah, so last night, Aaron Judge had the highest exit velocity. Not surprising. O'Neill Cruz right behind him. And how amazing is it 
to see O'Neill Cruz playing in the infield. Ethan and I spoke about this on our crossover the other day, but seeing Cruz and Judge next to each other was just... That was something. Now, Joey Gallo hit the farthest home run last night. His went 426. Higashioka, 420. Aaron Judge, 419. Josh Donaldson, 417. Hicks, 409. Albert Abreu had the highest pitch velocity out of everyone. He hit 98.7. Twice. 98.7 KISS FM. If you grew up in New York, you know that very well. Now, Mitch Keller had 14 swings and misses in his outing. So he was doing well until he wasn't. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes that happens against the Yankees. It just does, especially in the year of our Lord, 2022. So in a moment, we'll continue to talk about this and we will preview the Yankees Red Sox, which is finally happening since for the first time since April. Unbelievable. Of course, it's four games in Fenway, which should be interesting. But, you know, this season is just very strange and we'll see how strange it is this weekend. But first, when you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. They're the original online jeweler since 1999. They've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement rings. So whether you're customizing an engagement ring or designing diamond stud earrings, Blue Nile will allow you to create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Not perfect? No problem. There's a 100% satisfaction guarantee and you can shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. And if you need your special purchase fast, in most cases, Blue Nile can deliver overnight. Every order is insured, and it arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com, and Locked On Yankees listeners, you get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement, so use code LOCKEDON. Again, that's code LOCKEDON. So again, shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Okay, so the Yankees leave Pittsburgh, head to Fenway for four games, because of course they do. <laughs> it's part of that 10-game road trip. But the fun fact here is, after not having any scheduled off days for more than half a month, they have four in July. Now, granted, well, they actually have more than that because of the All-Star break, but they are not having that Thursday after the All-Star break off because that's when they have to make up the doubleheader against the Astros So uh, in Houston. Fun. So four games in Fenway. We'll preview them in a moment. Let's just look at Luis Severino and his numbers last night because, as I said, six innings, only four hits, no runs. He threw 50 Four-seam fastballs, 25, no, 24 sliders. I can read. Nine change-ups, five cutters for 88 total pitches. And his velocity, interestingly enough, was slightly down on the four-seam fastball, the slider, and the cutter was down by more than a mile per hour. But the rest of them, yeah, the four-seamer, 0.3 miles per hour. His change-up was up 0.3 miles per hour. But he was averaging last night on his four-seam fastball 95.8. His max was 97.6. So 
he's doing well. You know, he had a, a, a few rough patches there, but overall, Luis Severino's looked good. We're into July. He, you know, was coming back from injury and people were wondering how he was going to do. And he he's doing well so far. Now, before we go into the Fenway thing, I need to talk about Jamison Tyone because he is having a bit of a rough stretch. After I talked him up on Ethan's podcast and our podcast, because it was a crossover, um, remind me not to talk about guys, because I swear to God, every time I talk these guys up, oh boy, now Luis Severino is going to be jinxed for his next start, right? Just kidding. Um, yeah, Tyone had an issue. <laughs> yeah, he had that stretch with the rest of the starters or actually no he was ahead of the rest of the starters where he was stretching out and his starts were longer and after that really good outing against the angels where he lasted eight innings he hasn't had a good outing like that since then and the other night he threw 94 pitches in his just over five innings of work 27 four seamers 20 change-ups 19 cutters, 18 curveballs, 10 sliders. So the breakdown is pretty even between the changeup cutter, curveball, slider. Um, well, actually, no, not the slider, because that's down to 10. But 20, 19, and 18, that's all even. The problem was the ball's in play, 17 of them, you know, combined, but six off the changeup. That's a problem. Now, his velocity was up on all his pitches, not by a lot, although the cutter, yes, almost, it's more than one and a half miles per hour that it was up. So I don't know what's going on with him, but um, I don't know if it was the being back in Pittsburgh thing, which is possible, but yeah, he has not had a good stretch and the Yankees are helping him out. Um, they're 13 and three now in starts that he makes. When we recorded the episode the other day, it was 13 and two. So, and he's nine and two now on the season. So I don't know what's going on with him. Um, I don't know if he needs a break. Maybe he does need a break. Do we all need a break? Maybe we do. So tonight, Garrett Cole in Fenway for the first time since the wildcard game. He doesn't have a hamstring injury to worry about, though, so it might be different, hopefully, <laughs> against Josh Winkowski. And let's see. Oh, lineup. Okay. Boston's lineup is out. Jaron Duran, Rafael Devers, J.D. Martinez, Xander Bogarts, Alex Verdugo, Trevor Story, Franchi Cordero, Jackie Bradley Jr., Kevin Ploiecki. The Yankees lineup is not out while I'm recording this. It's just after 3 p.m. Now, the Yankees have not faced this guy, so I don't know how that would work for them because, you know, I feel like Yankee teams of the past would have an issue with a guy that they've never faced before. Um, but I feel like this team could possibly be different. Now, Boston's numbers against Cole are maddening especially Rafael Devers. Now, he's only batting 238 in 21 at-bats, but he has four home runs with 10 runs batted in. J.D. Martinez in 27 at-bats has two home runs with four runs batted in. Bogarts has a home run off Cole. Trevor Story has one off Cole. And Verdugo has 
a home run off Cole. So, yeah. Mm. On the season, Cole is 7-2 and two with a 2.99 ERA, 117 strikeouts. Winkowski is 3-2 and two with a 3.12 ERA and 19 strikeouts. Now that is in... Five games, five starts, 26 innings. Okay. Interesting. He was born on June 28th, 1998. What was I doing on June 28th, 1998? I was working. I think, unless it was a weekend. I have to look at the calendar. <laughs> now, because Boston wants to work against me today... Um, there are no pitchers listed for Friday's game or for Saturday's game. Hmm. The Yankees have Cortez going on Friday against that TBD guy for Boston. Ha. <laughs> and I believe, yeah, Friday's Amazon Prime. If I'm not mistaken, Saturday is Fox and Sunday is ESPN. I think it's going to be one of those weekends. Let me just double check that, but I'm pretty sure I saw that on the schedule. Uh, you know, we haven't had one of these weekends in a while because the Yankees haven't played the Red Sox in a while. And, you know, God forbid the Yankees and Red Sox play a series without being on national TV at least once or twice. But I'm just going to double check. Jordan Montgomery is starting for the Yankees on Saturday. Hopefully the matchups will be set for tomorrow and I can preview those tomorrow after I recap Tonight's game. Yep, I was right. Saturday's game is a Fox game. 7.15 p.m. And then Sunday. Let me just double check this, but I'm pretty sure. Well, it's, yep, it's a 7. Wait, no, wait. That's Friday. It is. Yeah, Sunday is an ESPN game. It's Tyone against Pavetta. And, uh, yeah. I mean, the good thing is... None of the Red Sox batters have hit home runs off Tyone. And Yankees have hit home runs off Pavetta. So that's good. Um, Pavetta's 8-6 and six with a 3.68 ERA, 95 strikeouts. Tyone, 9-2, and two, as I said earlier. 3.63 ERA, 74 strikeouts. Yeah, so as I said, um, the matchup should be set for Friday and Saturday, I would assume. I shouldn't ever assume, but... I'm going to assume that they will be, and we will preview that on tomorrow's show. In a moment, we'll continue talking about Yankees-Red Sox, and I may have some thoughts about an incident that was involving Chris Sale last night. And if you didn't hear about it, you'll hear about it next. But first, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. And speaking of the trends, the Yankees, as I said, they're World Series odds have gone up. Their odds keep going up by leaps and bounds every month, which isn't surprising because they keep doing better every month. So go to Bet Online and check that out. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, 
if you didn't hear, uh, Chris Sale went a little uh, crazy last night during a Woo Sox game. <sighs> he was taken out of the game after three and two-third innings in which he gave up one run. Now, he gave up the one run on a bases-loaded walk, which didn't thrill him, and he had a bit of a hissy fit in the clubhouse, wrecked some stuff. But the thing about it was it was caught on video. I don't know who shot it. I don't know how they got it. I didn't mean to rhyme there, but I did. Thank you for the footage, whoever shot that. Um, but can Chris Sale calm down? Can he calm down? You know, it wasn't even that bad of a rehab start. Um, you know, it, it's kind of, it's it's normal for someone to not have a great rehab start, especially if it's your first rehab start in as long as it's been for him. He's been injured a while. And I just, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. You know, I didn't really get a kick out of Paul O'Neill constantly beating up water coolers. I know that the joke of the 1998 um, World Series video was him destroying the water cooler and Homer Bush having to hide. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just don't find it amusing. I really don't. And, you know, some clubhouse kid had to clean that up. Now, I'm sure he offered to pay. Someone said he did. Good for you. But why can't you be like all the other major leaguers who go down for rehab? And if they have a bad start, you know, don't make an ass out of yourself and um, just pay for dinner. Like, really? I don't get it. Um, so, yeah, Chris Sale's working his way back to the Red Sox. Um, hey, what, what was yesterday? Wednesday? Is it possible that the Yankees could see him on Saturday? You never know. I mean, he didn't last that long, so maybe. Um, I don't know. I just don't understand that kind of behavior. I really don't. Um, I just love that it was caught on video and that it was sent all around Twitter and the thing that cracked me up, though, earlier was The Athletic tweeted something out about it. And I found their choice of words kind of odd. Um, let's see. Chris Sale pitched in a rehab start in AAA Wooster for the first time this season, but wasn't too happy afterwards. Then it says, it tells the line, which I said, three and two-third innings, five strikeouts. Oh, I didn't say that. Five strikeouts, one earned run, five walks. So, yeah, it was kind of iffy, but again, it's a rehab start, as long as you don't hurt yourself. And by the way, you can hurt yourself when you're destroying a clubhouse with your hands, Chris Sale. So they say, do you like this kind of energy and accountability from a player? Accountability? What accountability are you talking about? And most of the responses to the tweet are basically my face in tweet. Accountability is an interesting word choice. Someone else said, delete this. Someone said, no, it's childish. Childish. If someone did this at any other job, they'd be rightfully fired. Um, you, energy and accountability. I say childish temper tantrum. I don't know. I mean, Chris Sale's the guy that cut up throwback uniforms that he didn't like when he played for the White Sox. He cut them up with knives. Perfectly reasonable behavior from someone, right? Yeah. 
Oh, boy. Uh, by the way, Chris Sale, who uh, is not vaccinated, and if the Red Sox have to go back up to Toronto and Chris Sale's on the team, he's not going to be able to go up there. And uh, the Red Sox have not done well against Toronto. They don't do well against the AL East. The Rays kind of beat them up this week in... Uh, preparation for the series against the Yankees. Hopefully, the Red Sox bad streak against AL East teams will continue against the Yankees. Let's put that out into the universe. Everyone talks about manifesting things, so let's manifest this. We'll manifest it. Let's do it. Come on. Let's go. I was slightly worried about Tuesday's game, and then after the Yankees came out and, you know, scored 16 runs, um, I wasn't so worried. So... We'll see what happens this weekend. So again, I will have a preview. I will preview Friday and Saturday's matchups when I know who's pitching and when they know who's pitching. Hopefully they will. I would assume they would know who Friday's starter is tomorrow since tomorrow is Friday. But you never know. Baseball teams sometimes like waiting till the last minute to do things. And we'll recap tonight's game. Any other news that comes up? Now, I am going to say that um, I made a joke last night that 10, because I think when Aroldis Chapman came into the game, it was only 10 nothing at that point, right? And I joked that it was uh, not a big enough lead for him, but he shut me up. So congratulations. Although there was one pitch I saw that he, oof, yeah, really outside. He's still working on some things. But again, yeah, 10 nothing, Aaron Boone. That's good enough. I, I think that's a good enough lead for you to put Earl Shaman into a game. Yeah. Um, anything lower than that? Not yet. And oh, do I not want to see him in Fenway? No. Um, I would rather see me close in Fenway than see Aroldis Chapman close in Fenway. So <sighs> can we hope for big scores? Can we hope for the Yankees offense to explode in Fenway and uh, for there not to be a reason for Aroldis Chapman to come in in a close game? Let's let's all manifest that as well. Okay. So for now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, like and comment and hit the bell so you know when our videos go live. And when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB Prospects. Make your second listen of the day Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. In fact, his Farm Friday episode for tomorrow is about the Yankees. So listen to it. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And I will be appearing on his show next week to talk about our prospects. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Thursday. Go Yankees. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Thank you.